and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and Witches. And witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And we have with us our very special and very favorite Space Daddy. <laughs> Guys, Jarrell. welcome Jarrell back to the Hi. show. Hi, everybody. How are you? How you doing? Good. How are, you, how are all of you doing? We're hanging. I'm hanging. I'm doing the hang. <laughs> doing the hang i'm doing good i can't i can't complain i'm trucking along here and this is our first episode back after taking a little bit of a break so it's nice to well it's nice for everyone to hear us we pretend to hear you because that's you know how we roll but um thank you guys for your patience um i need a little bit of time off to recoup and just focus on on growing a baby uh which i am doing swimmingly uh-huh uh-huh you want to tell everybody what the what the new new stork is bringing the new baby? Oh yes, we just found out we're having a baby boy. A baby Yay! boy. Yes, we're having a boy, and we do have a name picked out, but I'm going to keep it keep it kind of like a little secret for right now. But um, for those of you that listened to, I think our last episode, Ricky was really dead set on it being Donatello, and I promise you that that is not his name. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, that's so exciting. Thank you. It's it it's getting exciting. more and more real, like I have to say, like because it's kind of like a a surreal kind of thing where and even now like I kind of forget sometimes and then I'll walk past the mirror and I'll be like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with my stomach? Why is it so big?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a baby in it." That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my dreams were correct. I had two dreams that you have had a boy. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was spot on with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling it was a boy. I wanted a girl, so I was trying to not believe it, but almost yeah. everybody said said boy. So I'm like, okay, it'll be cool. Yeah, that's what Ricky wanted, so he got his wish. You know what? This is how I thought about it the other day. All of the like authority figures in Ricky's life are all women, so I feel uh, like this was the universe just evening the score a little bit for him, getting someone more on his side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Make that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll go with that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jarrell, what you drinking? Ooh, I am drinking whiskey on the rock. Ooh. Right. Dude, that even looks good. Anything would look good to you right now, Shana. I Let's guess face so. it. I mean, I am not a whiskey fan at all, but for some reason I'm like, oh that looks nice. <laughs> I, I probably would like cringe if I could smell it, but you know, it looks yeah. nice from across the computer screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does. It looks very, very icy and frothy. Yes, it does. What, yeah. what about you, Monica? What are you drinking? I'm actually drinking beer today. Not my favorite one, but one of my favorite ones. So are I'm you, drinking are my you beer. Drinking it out of a, a forty. I got a cup. No, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm drinking it out of forty. Yes, I am. I am. See, yeah. I know because whenever Monica's drinking beer out of a glass, it's because she poured it out of a forty. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this way I can drink as much as I want and save some for later. You know how that goes. There you go. Well, I'm not nearly as exciting as you guys. I have iced coffee and it's not even real coffee. It's half regular. It's like half calf, half regular coffee, half decaf. Uh, so you probably can use the caffeine for your Yeah, because I've been getting headaches. So that's why I'm like, let me let me bust out some coffee right now and see if that yeah, helps. Yeah, that should help. It but, should help. I mean, thank goodness that I can have a little bit of caffeine, so I haven't had to give up everything I love, just most things I love. I know. But I'm That's telling so you, tough. 
I'm so telling tough. you, once this kid comes, there's we're, I'm gonna have like a pizza party, and I don't even know if I do, I'm, you know, when it comes time that I can drink things, like because you know, like it's breastfeeding, <laughs> there's so much. I'm like, am I gonna drink alcohol? Am I gonna drink full caffeinated coffee? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm gonna be like, you're gonna, candy, do, you're candy gonna store. do it all. You're gonna mm-hmm. do it all. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. fucking wild. I know you're gonna lose your shit. You're gonna gonna lose your shit. I know that for sure. Well, you know what? After you have the baby in the hospital, sometimes I don't know if they still do this. They have like a little champagne dinner for you when you and your husband do that for you guys. Yeah, yeah, they did it for us, and I always thought it was really interesting because they have you on drugs and then they give you champagne. I'm like, okay, well, I guess if anything's gonna go wrong, I'm in the fucking hospital anyway, right? So I just thought that was really interesting. But yeah, they give you a little champagne dinner. I don't know if your doctor's group does it, but I had it th- all three times. Yeah, Really? That's really, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. For those oh, of really? you guys listening that have kiddos, let, like right in, did you guys have, have something like that after you guys had a baby? Because that's so no, I'm intrigued. Cool. I didn't know they did that either. Yeah, yeah. They have a little dinner for you and your husband and then they give you champagne. That's really cute. Wow. On top of the drugs pop it they're out. giving now you. Let's pop a like, bubbly. come on. Right? <laughs> right? Yep. I don't so know. I'll just that. be looking forward to a, to a bean burrito. That's that's what's on my my post baby breakfast or dinner <laughs> last. <laughs> yeah. So uh, someone good, will though. bring you that the day after you have the baby in the hospital. Trust me. Or the same day. It's according to what time you have it. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, we are That's so cool sailing through 2021 we are now in my god August. my god where did it go where did it go it's guys? Going so fast yeah it's ridiculous it's so, so ridiculous and today's llamas so blessed llamas everyone yeah everyone has happy an, lunasa a, yes. an abundant harvest lunasa yes, happy, right yeah well, it's pronounced that way too yeah how did you yeah. say it lunasa well, yeah. Yeah, Lunasa. Okay. Uh, well, no, because I've always like. I mean, I don't know. I've always pronounced it Lunasa. I'm probably wrong. Though. Oh, no, I wasn't <laughs> correcting you. I was asking because oh. everybody says it differently. Because if you look at yeah. that spelling, you're like, the fuck is this? Could you just stop for Lug-napsa. one second? Alexa, shut off the alarm. Fucker. Shut off the. Alexa. Alexa, shut the alarm off. Fucker. I shut it off 15 minutes ago. Why is it still on? Anyway, um, it's also, sorry, uh, Festa di Blooper. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know where we were. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Festa in Italian is Festa di Lupercana. Why are you Fuck trying you. to keep talking? No one's paid attention. Okay. Give us so, a minute. <laughs> okay. My God, I had to yell at Alexa. I'm sorry. She was fucking doing her alarm thing and I shut it off 15 minutes ago. What the fuck? She didn't like it. She didn't hear me. Sorry. She, she shut off. She's good. You're amazing. I love it. I've heard Monica have a temper tantrum and call Siri a douchebag before. Oh, you know, that was mild. That was friggin' mild. You, you don't know when I could string along those curses into one big tongue roll. You've never experienced that, trust me. We're not going to edit that out. Like for all of you guys, I thought about it for a hot second. I thought about editing all of that out, but we're just going to leave all of that in. You're welcome. That is my my Lunasa <laughs> present to all of you. May you guys harvest Monica-isms for the rest of the year. I was saying that our holiday today is also known as Festa di, di Lupercal. No, no, that's Festa February. Festa di Cornucopia. 
That's the decornucopia. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. That yeah, is I'm not sure. Maybon because we have another harvest next month. No, no. It's okay. this one. Just making sure. Yeah. This is just, yeah. I wasn't quizzing you. I mean, I might All double right. check you and fact check you later, but okay. I don't yeah. know. I have pregnant brain. I might forget. Well, it's also called llamas. It's also called loaf mass. Oh, hell. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just think it's interesting because if you look at how you spell Lunasa or Lunasa or whatever, how are the fuck you are supposed yeah. to pronounce that? And then I'm just, I bet everyone's like, you know what? Let's come up with 15 different names for this. Just I know. In just, case. To just to confuse us. Yes. <laughs> so, right? yeah, I do like that it's called Loaf Mass, though, because if you look up how to celebrate, it says bake bread. Yes. Oh. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's loaf mass. It's the loaf's high holiday. Um, so we're, yes, we're recording this on, on Lamas, the day of many names, the day of an abundant harvest. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get it out tomorrow. So we won't be too behind on the celebratory times. So if anything's made bread, take pictures. If you took pictures, let us see it. I actually made um, biscuits from scratch. I had oh. strict supervision um, because I am not good with baking things. I can cook like you wouldn't believe. Bake, not so much. But the biscuits were Same. not only edible, but they were good, actually. Yay. Very was, good. Excellent. Jarell, you can bake. I've I've tasted your baking. It's amazing. You can't say Thank that you. you can't bake. You. It's really good. I have yet to find something Jarell isn't good at. One day I'll find I it. I know. But it's going to be a while. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> well, let's sail right into other things that Jarrell is good yes. at. Take it away with astrology. What are we looking astrology. at this month? Astrology. So happy August, everybody. And happy birthday to all you Leos and Virgos out there. Mm -hmm. uh, this is your month. Yay. It's also so Jarrell's month. Happy birthday. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So in the middle of the month, I will be having my solar return. Yay. Nice. Um. Yeah, so um, very cool. Um, but yeah, it is it is August. Um, and in comparison to the last couple crazy months that we've been having, this one's not going to be as bad. It's we, we've you, still guys. got we've still got a little bit of like residual weird energy. Um, yeah. But it's still, you know, the way I think we, we talked about the last couple months, it's it's an energy you still want to kind of le lean into because it is going to set you up for greater things coming later. So um, I think just to kind of recap or review, when we had the episode on June, July, mostly July, um, we were talking about um, that crazy square that was happening between Uranus and um, uh, Saturn. Mm -hmm. um, so that that is definitely it still stands that is kind of like the crazy theme for this year. Um, and so now as we enter into August, um, a lot of the planets are going to be ingressing or transitioning into other signs, kind of leaving behind that crazy square energy for a time being until it resurfaces uh, late at the end of the year. So, um, but since, you know, we are shooting or recording this on, um, the first um actually one of the biggest um transits that's happening in the month of august is actually today oh, wow. um so um one of the biggest ones and one of the things that really set things up so even if you 
at home are listening to this like after the fact, you know, um, it's still an important energy that's happening today on the first um, that you can kind of take note of and just kind of see where that energy goes because it is going to set up a recurring theme for this month. So what's happening today, um, or at least for August 1st, is um, the sun in Leo right now is um, making an opposition to Saturn. Um, and so you have that planet Saturn of, of like restrictions and discipline and boundaries um, opposing the very planet that shines light on the world, whose job is to shine and bring things into the light. So when I say we want to still lean into those energies, you know, like, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, what hasn't been working for you up, you know, until this point or, you know, through the past couple months and really, you know, take the time to not just dissect what's going on in your life, but to start planning like, well, okay, I know what doesn't work now. What is going to work? What is the plan moving forward? And what can I put into an effective action that will benefit my life right now? You know, so, um, Oftentimes we think of oppositions as being like really challenging, but when it has to do with one of the luminaries, like if it's the sun or the moon, you can look at it as like, well, they're shining light on something. They're putting a spotlight on something that's directly across from them, you know, in the playing field. And they're saying like, hey, what about this? And the sun in this case is shining on Saturn directly across the field. And he's saying, hey, dude, we're making, you know, boundaries, restrictions. So what's up with that? What is it that is going to work and what's not? So this is a really good time to really just kind of see what that is for you in your life. But more importantly, what makes this transit so special is because there is a Mercury Kazemi. Have you guys heard of a Kazemi before? I think you've said something about that a few episodes ago. I'm if I'm not sure, but I've heard yeah. it. But what it Isn't remind it us like what that when is? When the planet gets like close to the sun or like in it, line with the sun? Yeah, uh, Kazemi is um, something that occurs when any planet becomes directly um, conjunct or conjoined with the sun, and it has to be specifically with the sun when it comes into an exact degree like right on top of it, like an alignment, right? Um, so to really understand why Kazemis are important, you have to kind of look at just, you know, the nature of planets in their interaction with the sun, or at least when they come into an alignment. So when you're looking at, let's say, a chart, and let's say, you know, the sun is at, just as an example, 10 degrees, right, um, of any sign. It could be Leo or something, right, or Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, when you're looking at a chart along that circle, you can see all these like little ticks, these little marks that say like, oh, okay, this is when you know a planet is getting closer and closer to whatever planet, but in this case, the sun, right? Well, anytime uh, you have that range of degrees, that degree, that range is called an orb. Um, you ever go to like Starbucks or Disneyland and you're like in that, you know, in a line, or mm -hmm. something like that and then you're uh the people bef uh, behind you kind of start getting like really close and you're like ah get out of my bubble right yeah 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 you know it's almost like they're kind of starting to like energetically like get into your 
energetic space, you know, and it's uncomfortable. Well, that's kind of what it's like with the planets as far as their orb. Their orb is like their bubble, right? And um, when you have a planet that starts entering the sun's bubble, what happens is that planet that's entering the sun's bubble starts to uh, become challenged with the job that they're supposed to do. Because kind of in the same way where if you look directly at the sun, you know how like you can't really see stuff because it's so blinding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We that are also completely exactly... not endorsing looking directly at the sun, folks. Just yeah, don't try don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you do that, that's exactly what's happening to the planets. You know, the planets that get close to the sun, it's almost like their domain of influence mm-hmm. um, becomes diminished to the oh. point where they become kind of useless energetically because the sun's too bright and you can't see them. Right. And so when a planet gets too close to the sun within nine degrees, they're what's called combust. And so when you have a planet that's combust, it's probably not a great idea to work with them magically because they're not going to be as effective. Right. But Mm -hmm. there is a phenomenon where as that planet gets closer and closer to the sun and it becomes exact exactly aligned with the sun then it goes into the heart of the sun and whatever that planet's job is if it's mercury to communicate and express itself if it's venus to integrate and spread harmony if it's you know jupiter to expand things when they get in the heart of the sun which is also known as a kazemi they become super blasted they become so super potent so today is that day that we have mercury entering a kazemi with the sun so just by nature of there being that opposition with Saturn, because Mercury is now in the heart of the sun as this is happening, anything you need to communicate, it will be communicated. Anything that needs to happen, it can be expressed. And what day so, is this? Like, is that today? Today. today. Awesome. It's happening today. Yeah. But, you know, with that being said, I know this is probably going to air for all you viewers after the fact, but, you know, As you're thinking about what I've just said, you know, just, you know, go back and see like, you know, what is it that happened that day or what energies were taking place around that time, because it's going to be the theme for the rest of August. But more importantly, what I want you to think about is like, okay, what was it that had to be expressed? What was it that had to be said? And what is it that had to be taken into account for you to you know, better manage your responsibilities as not just a, you know, father, parent, or friend, or coworker, you know, just what is it that you need to like prosper this month for yourself? So I was thinking about all the different kinds of themes <laughs> that kind of go on for this month. And this is very much, uh, August carries that theme of this is your personal comeback month. after all of after all of the crazy that's been happening and you know like i know a lot of us astrologers were saying like with that jupiter return that happened while it was in pisces was going to be this expansive amazing moment but it kind of ended up being really weird because it started expansing expanding all of these energies um in a very like emotional way for a lot of people and i think a lot of people weren't ready for that but also this expansiveness led to a lot of foolishness as well you know like around that time 
things started opening up after the quarantine and people started, you know, thinking like, oh, I'm free, I'm free, I can go around without a mask, and mm -hmm. boy, was that not the case, and now there's Delta and all the, you know, the other variants. Can I yep. just say that you totally predicted that? Yeah. You did, we oh, were thanks. talking, and you were like, oh, well, you know, with what the planets are doing i think we were talking about like june because that was just a clusterfuck of yeah. a month and you were like yeah it's like you know that we're gonna have like this this spike happen or well the, the planets are doing something fucked up and you're like the last time this happened was last year when we had all these crazy covid spikes so you know you were like i'm kind of concerned that that's what's gonna happen again blah 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 we're just now allowed to like not wear masks and now look where we are so when it started to happen i was like holy yeah. shit he called it yeah. And, you know, here, here's the thing, you know, as soon as um, Jupiter um, started going back into Aquarius, because remember, this was just a preview. He went into Pisces, started his retrograde, and then started moving back toward Aquarius. And then so I think like last week when he finally moved back into Aquarius, which is where Jupiter will be for the rest of the year, um, things are starting to tighten up again. You know, people are, you know, starting to like really question like whether like this sense of like freedom was kind of like false you know mm -hmm. like a sort of like a false hope because now we're potentially going back into a lockdown who's to say if that's going to happen you know um i'm psychic but i'm not super psychic about everything right <laughs> but um uh but yeah uh so there there is still this lean into this sense of expansion but with you know clearer ideas of what our boundaries should be right I honestly feel like that's a beautiful way to start the month because honestly everything that you were just yeah. talking about with that it's incredibly healthy you're understanding your boundaries and then with the mercury kazemi you're going to be able to communicate them and maybe that's yeah. even to yourself you know like that but i just feel like and can i just say congratulations to mercury because that's the first time anyone's like ever mentioned him for anything nice like good for you bro yeah thanks so yeah i mean Mer mercury is a really great planet to work with it's just you know mercury can be on the fence about like a lot of different things and it's just a matter of you know like which way he's swinging you know <laughs> so yeah because uh, his energies can flip-flop in a way that's like helpful or not helpful like on a dime <laughs> that's a pun okay so <laughs> mercury dimes <laughs> okay. get it okay anyway yeah. so um but yeah uh so yeah i feel like this is kind of um august anyways like kind of like our personal comeback as far as like well okay this is that time where you know we talked about july being that month where you know like man it's it's really a good time to like be introspective and start all that shadow work but now it's like we're gonna see where august can, is gonna take us and seeing if that shadow work like really like is gonna pay off like now that you've done that work hopefully and even if you haven't that's okay you know this is the month to like sort of like hunker down and just see like and just you know just really see for yourself like where do i stand with all of these things because if i know i stand one way then i can absolutely let my freak flag fly you know and you know that's also just the energy of leo season anyway too right it's it's about you know having this sense of self-realization self-awareness so that you can really be the kind of person that you want to be to really see how you are an individual that can shine brightly in your own universe you know that's uh -huh. that leo energy
of course, if you take that too far, you kind of like get into that energy of narcissism, you know, but right. um, if you're handling it or managing it well, like it could be very, very healing, you know? Okay. But don't Leos have to be in the spotlight anyway? Um, they, they, you know, whether they have to be, um, in, in my personal opinion is it's, it's, it's not really about that. You know, it's, it's kind of like, think about it like this, you know, the world revolves around the sun and in like a smaller context, you know, everyone gathers around a campfire. Leo is that energy of fixed fire. It's fire that doesn't go anywhere, but it's also fire that gives life. You know, the world wouldn't exist if it didn't have the sun. I mean, even if you think about it, we wouldn't have a moon if we didn't have a sun, because where does the moon get its light from? The sun. That's true. Right. You know I mean? So it's not that the energy of Leo is something that commands or demands attention. It is the center of attention because it just is. It's not trying to be. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, so, to be perfectly honest, most Leos that I know aren't ones that like seek the spotlight, honestly. Yeah. Um, they can be, but I just know so many now that I feel are way more reserved and laid back. Um, if I'm going to just like judge just off of a sign, I think the ones that are kind of like the attention seeking needs to be in the spotlight are the Aries. I feel like Aries always have, have some way to be like in the middle of, of everything and kind of be like the focus. But, um, you know, who knows? Because that, again, like, you have to look at so much other than just a sun sign. But if we're going to kind of just yeah, do that, exactly. I would vote Aries for that one. One thing someone pointed out to me about Leos, and you know what? It's totally true, is you always know a Leo by their hair. Yes, yes, Leos, yes. Yeah. Leos have, there's something, their hair is always very eye-catching or it's very different. I think about all the Leos I know, and it's true. They have this, most of them have curly hair. Most of the Leos I know, but it's just, there's something different. Like even your hair, Jarrell, like you, you're a Leo oh, yeah. and you have, your hair is so striking, mostly because you're always wearing a hat. So people don't even yeah. know you have hair. And then yeah. you take your hat off and you have this beautiful hair. And everyone's like, oh my God. I'm like, that's Yeah, my is hair is, mm -hmm. is pretty long and it's, it's gotten longer and yeah. I love my hair, but yeah, I know you're right. I, I always keep it under a hat and that's, that's, I mean, for me, that's like a psychic protection thing, you mm -hmm. know? So, oh, wow. Okay. Cause my hat, my hat's enchanted. So. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I always wear it mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. But, but I mean that, that you could also say the same for like Leo risings, you know, I'm a Leo rising and I have bright pink yeah. hair, you know, yeah, so, and people and, know you by your pink hair. I was mm -hmm. about to say, yeah. I have so, uh, one friend, he's a Leo rising and, um, He's got like really dark features and stuff. They're just like naturally dark, but then he has this bright red beard, which again is natural. I'm just like, and so when like he was like, oh yeah, I'm a Leo rise, and I'm like, there you go. That's why you have a red beard. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Leo's in the hair thing. Vinny always taught taught me that too. Yeah, it holds true. Yeah, and you know every sign has like their sort of characteristics, you know. Um, and that's probably like one of the main things, you know, when you're looking at like, you know, the houses, like whatever is rising or the house or something like that, that's usually something, any, any kind of um, signification with like the first house could usually like tell you stuff about that too. Mm. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, 
uh, moving forward though into August, so we have that Kazini like on the first, and that kind of like sets the tone for the rest of the month. One of the next big things that's going to happen is going to happen about a week later. So on Sunday the eighth at um, around uh, six fifty a.m. in the morning for all of us that are on the West Coast, um, we're going to ha- see a new moon. And this is a new moon in Leo. And we know the energy of a new moon is always good for, like, you know, that moment of, like, rest and repose. But then also for new beginnings, you know. But when we're talking about the new moon starting a – or just the moon starting this brand new cycle in this Leo energy because it's going to be a new moon in Leo. You know, we are again, you know, talking about that energy of, you know, seeing what is going to revitalize us for this new lunar cycle. You know, what is it that you can take pride in as far as your own personal uniqueness and potential, you know, and that still ties into what happened, you know, on the first with that Kazemian, you know, in the sense that. You know, so what is it that's working and how can I use that to bolster, you know, the things that I value and the things that I find virtue in, you know, like how can I now move forward um, revitalized, you know, um, so that's just something to, to keep in mind with this new moon coming up in Leo and this is going to be on August 8th. Um, okay. So I mean, keep eight, in mind eight, though. This is a money day too. If you want to do any kind of money magic, eight yeah. eight's always a good day for that. Oh, if you're using numerology. Yeah. Oh, and then like another thing too. There, you know, there's some circles in the metaphysical community, whether it's you know astrological communities or like new age communities. They also talk about um, August eighth being um, the day of the Lionsgate portal. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but like I've heard so. It. Um, in, in the celestial sky and the heavens, we have not just, you know, the planets that wander along the ecliptic, but we also have fixed stars. So we have these stars that don't move and they kind of just stay put. But at certain moments of the year, certain ones will rise above the horizon and stuff like that, um, just by nature of like, you know, the earth moving. And this is what we see and stuff like that. But Anyway, so what is happening around that time on 8-8 is um, a a celestial event called the Lionsgate Portal. And Mm -hmm. what that refers to is the fixed star Sirius. Now, Sirius is the star, um, uh, the brightest star in the constellation. constellation is that in the great i think it's like the great dog or something like that but basically serious means you know dog yeah <laughs> uh, but it is one of the brightest stars in the sky um and it is often seen as an auspicious um energy so anytime like people have referred to Sirius in the sky, you know, there's always this good amount of like prosperity and luck that comes with it. And it's said that on that date, 8-8, you know, which is a very numerologically magical number, is the date that that particular fixed star rises. And what is particularly crazy cool is it that... Um, that is going to be aligned with the new moon. So this is actually said to be a really prosperous, happy new moon. So if you've got some like, you know, 
prosperity workings, that would be the moon to do it in. Mm. With, all right. Know, so good to know. That going with it. Go August, bringing us all sorts of nice stuff. Yeah. We deserve it after the shitty summer yeah. we've had so far. <laughs> we do, yes. we do. Yeah. And then also with just the rest of August too, we've got a bunch of like really cool things because, you know, going back again, reviewing that um, Saturn Uranus square, now we're going to start to see the planets move out of fixed signs and into the other ones to kind of like take that edge off. You know, finally by the 11th of August, Mercury is going to ingress into Virgo. And this is particularly amazing. Um this is particularly amazing because Mercury rules Virgo and is exalted in that sign as well. So this actually is going to be a super duper amazing Mercury month. So any any kind of like for all you witchy folk out there, if you're looking to do, you know, magic that has to do with, you know, um, communication or travel or commerce or studying I don't know, like any kind of mer mercurial, any kind of mercurial thing. It's, 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 it should be good. And another thing that's happening with Mercury too, is he's moving pretty fast this month. Like we started off with Mercury um, in Leo and then literally um, a week later, he's going to be in the sign of Virgo. And then by the end of the month, he's going to be in Libra. He's moving extremely fast right now. So he's got shit for all, to do. Yeah, he's got stuff to do. And for <laughs> you, for all of you at home that don't know this, uh, planetary speed is a thing. The faster a planet is going, they're taking all with them all of this driving force and momentum. So if you're looking to work planetary magic with any particular planet, if you can figure out if at the time that you're doing a working, if they're moving fast, things are more mo more likely going to go your way than when they are moving slowly or retrograding. Oh. So this is definitely a Mercury month. That's why I said, you know, um, anything that needs to be said, say it, you know, like, because if the, what it is that you say is like a thought form that is now being given a form, you know, imagine the, what the things you can say can actually do when they're put into practice. You know oh. what I mean? So when we're looking at energy in that way, you know, I mean, all energy, you know, is, is just light, sound, and thought forms, right? But mm -hmm. then when you give it a form, when you give it an expression, which is Mercury's job is to give expression to something, right? Um, then it becomes that much more real and that much more potent. And when you take that manifestation and actually do something with it, you know, um, then you can really make things happen, you know? Cool. I love it. I feel Basically, like this is going to be a really good month for magic. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see it being that way. But again, you still have to do the work. You are the one that has to take the deep dive look into what is working and what is not. If you can figure that out, or at least something, run with it and just make stuff happen. This is the month to do it, um, for sure. Okay. I'm and then uh, another thing we have going on is like literally, a, uh, what is it? A uh, few days later, actually, yeah, like four days later, you on the 15th, we have another important ingress happening. 
and this one i think basically by the middle of the month if the if august is feeling kind of weird to you i would say definitely by the 15th things will start to feel lighter like that weight is being like kind of lifted off your shoulders because on the 15th we've got venus ingressing into libra and this is particularly amazing because this whole time you know since the beginning of august libra has been in virgo and this is the sign of her fall she hates being in Ligo, in, in Virgo, not because Virgo is bad, but just the energy that Virgo has for Libra um, is not great. Uh, imagine being Venus, you know, the goddess, you know, or if you want to, you know, personify it and look at the gods just as an example, right? And if you were to take Venus, you know, the goddess of love and beauty and what you give her is a mirror and all she can do is obsess about imperfections. That's what Virgo, oh, that's what this sorry, is going to be feeling like. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Venus is like in Virgo. Mm -hmm. She becomes like obsessive about like details to the point where she's not really like moving forward with things that she actually wants to do because she becomes a perfectionist in that sign, right? But when oh, she yes. ingresses on the 15th into Libra, this is her world. This is her domain. And that domain for her is all about the expression of art and beauty and, you know, integrating people that you love and the things that you like into your life you know what i mean so she definitely has more of this like airy free quality to her and so by that point by the 15th of august if you wanted to do venus workings they're going to be really good too because at some point in august she is also going to be making a trine to saturn and let's see that um, that transit where she trines Saturn is, is it happening this month? Oh yeah, it is. On the 23rd, she's going to go into an exact trine with Saturn. And trines, remember, are a type of aspect where one planet ends up being in the same element of another planet. So in this case, we've got Saturn in Aquarius, which is a sign that he rules. And then you've got Venus in a sign that she rules, and they're both air signs. And so when it comes to all of these, like, restrictions and disciplinary, like, rules and boundaries that Saturn's creating, Venus is going to be like, oh, I'm, I know how to work with that. We're going to make all of that stuff that you've got going on, Saturn, we're going to make it harmonious. We're going to make it really work and really comfortable. Mm. So, like that's the cool thing about having venus um in a trine with saturn even though he's a malefic you know energy uh because she's in a good position to like integrate and harmonize she can absolutely do that with all of his stuff cool. so so yeah it's definitely going to get better by the end of the month um so yeah we've got this amazing kazemi in the in the beginning we've got the new moon in leo um, kind of like piggybacking off of that Kazemi. And then we've got the ingress of um, Mercury into Virgo, the ingress of Venus into Libra. And then on the 22nd, we have something pretty cool. We're going to oh. have a full moon in Aquarius. Yes, in Aquarius. Again. So this and is good. And this is good. And I have to stress full moon in Aquarius again yeah because yes. didn't we just have one we did we did There's just have one for that isn't there like when when there like is. The... it's called a blue moon 
once oh. again. Oh, okay. So, but here's the thing. There's going to be uh, different people that are going to say different things about this. So technically, what a blue moon is, is when you have one month and you have two full moons in that same calendar month. Yeah. Okay, yes. That's what yes, I thought yes, a blue moon was. Yeah. Extra full moon is the blue moon. But in this case, when we're talking about an astrological blue moon, we're just talking about two full moons in the same zodiacal sign. Gotcha. Ah. You know, so basically, and when we're talking about um, zodiacal sign, we're talking about the sun's trajectory through a sign. So here's the thing, like when we had that first um, full moon in um, Aquarius, the sun just entered Leo, right? Mm-hmm. And when that full when that full moon occurred, the moon was aligned with Saturn. But now that you know the sun is going along its ecliptic, as it's nearing literally the end of Leo, the moon does another opposition with the sun right at the tail end of its journey, and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a full moon in Aquarius again." So technically, this is like an astrological blue moon, um, but not a technical calendar blue moon. Um, So this moon is going to be particularly special because, you know, the first time we had this full moon in um, Aquarius in July, it it was kind of rough. It really forced you to be introspective because it the moon was aligned with Saturn, but this time around, remember we had Jupiter retrograding back into Aquarius this time around the moon is aligned with Jupiter and this is super cool because now instead of you know having a a full moon that says yes but look into things we have a full moon that's going to say oh absolutely yes do all the things (laughs) so this is kind of like a full moon redo You know, this is like the second chance full moon. So if like, you know, you were doing work with that first full moon in Aquarius in July and things didn't kind of pan out or you realized there was a better way, this is the full moon to work with that energy again, but better. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, August has got some pretty cool stuff going on. Wow. Um, A lot of really good things. And, you know, the kind of stuff where it still does require a lot of work. I know I'm like hyping all of this stuff up, but that doesn't mean that it's not work. That, you know, I like, think that's something still... important to remember with magic in general. Like you can have like yeah. the world's most potent spell candle or the strongest intention, but you know, the whole point is that we got to follow this up with the work. We have to do things in the mundane world to make our magic manifest. And magic will take you halfway there. You got to take yourself the rest of the way. Exactly. And a lot of times you got to be proving yourself that you're putting in this work to the universe to your deities whoever you're working with before that magic's even really going to start to take a hold you know so i think it's good that you're stressing that because it's an important thing to remember and it sounds like we have a potent month that's going to be pretty nice honestly as long as you again do the work the rest will be good and another thing just to piggyback off what you said shauna is one of the things that you i remember you telling me one time that always stuck with me is that you know magic tends to work better when it's things when it's for things that you need versus mm-hmm. things that oh, you yeah. want Absolutely. like you could want to win a million dollars but you need to pay your bills like those are your words verbatim but like, <laughs> 
It's but, true. But that's something that always stuck with me. And I'm like, that is so true. And this is, and I would say that that those are kind of words of advice that kind of work with this too. Even from the theme at the beginning of the month, what is it that you need? You know, right now that we've seen all the crazy that ensued in June and July, what did you get from that? What did you observe? And what do you actually need to move forward well? And you take those ideas and you start manifesting it with all the good stuff that is supportive in this month. Use that new moon. Use that second full moon in Aquarius. Use, take advantage of Mercury going into his exaltation and Venus going into her domicile. You know, you've got a bunch of stuff that's there to support you either in the mundane world or magically, This, you know, the planets are aligning to be supportive, but you still have to do work, you know, absolutely but what is it that you need. And you know, know, what's interesting with you saying that though, is because as we, you know, we were just talking about how, how it's Lamas and how we're, we've entered into the first of the three harvests and, yes. um, it's a, it's a time of harvesting, which means that it's a very abundant time, which is lovely. And it's the time that we also start to see a lot of the things that we started working towards in some way, shape or form at the beginning of the year, particularly around in bulk, we start to see that manifest mm -hmm. now. But it's also a time it's not just like, you know, I think so many pagan holidays, we're just like, woo, party. But it, it's mm -hmm. not like that. This is when we start to get serious, because we oh, realize yeah. that it's time for sacrifice. Yes. And whether you're looking at it from, from the lore point of view of the, the God is getting ready to sacrifice himself. And that's mm -hmm. why we're seeing this. Or if you're looking at it from a seasonal point of view where you're saying, okay, the harvests are coming, but so is winter, the hard, dark, cold months are coming. So again, it, it still is that time right now where you, we are taking stock historically, you take stock of what you need right now. You know, exactly. with that harvest, you look at your harvest and you say, yeah, this is excellent, but what do I need to survive? What do I need moving forward? So it's, it seems very fitting just across the board, considering, considering that we're talking about this on a harvest day. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I love that you brought all of that up, everything from like, you know, the sacrificial mysteries and stuff like that. But, you know, another thing that I'd like to add about, you know, just llamas in general, this is also a time that we celebrate all of the things that you know we can all the things that we we've accomplished we celebrate mm -hmm. those things you know this is right. also like a time of year where we celebrate our craftsmanship you know one of the um uh things that we do during llamas is like we make things we craft things you know whether mm -hmm. you do it through co you know friendly competition or just to show off but it's the idea of like you know taking these like craftinesses yeah. <laughs> uh, that that we have is somehow learned or inherited and we actually do something with it um to project us forward you know what i mean so if yeah. you know how to bake bake you know make that part of your magic if you mm -hmm. know how to make jewelry if you know how to you know if you just want to do things you know celebrate Find something that. that you can do that you enjoy doing yeah. And yeah, do it in a celebratory fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I excellent. I'm I'm feeling good about August. Yeah. I'm gonna just say that I'm being cautiously optimistic. Is yes. the way that I will put it, just because 
the last time I got excited for anything was for it to turn 2020 because I thought it was going to be the roaring 20s. <laughs> and instead, it's been yeah. the fucking screaming meltdown 20s. So I'll just go into August yeah. with cautious, cautious uh, yeah. optimism and, here and we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's it's just a good idea to do that anyway. Um, especially with like Saturn and Pluto being in such prominent places as they are, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, there's definitely going to be great supportive energies, you know, for the next few years, but then, you know, there's always going to be something, isn't there? But I think, always. Just, yeah, but I think just going back to like, you know, the theme of August, you know, just think of it like, this is your personal comeback month, you know what I mean? Like, what is it that you're coming back to? you know, and what is it that you need and need to take responsibility for? Because, you know, if at the end of the day, we're doing everything in life to like have this sense of like liberation and freedom and like, I want to live my life and just be me and, you know, this whole idea of do you boo, you know, like, well, what do you need to do that? And if you are going to, you know, do what you say, what is that exactly? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. who are you? What are you about? Uh, and I think it's always point? exciting yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. Sometimes it can be terrifying, but there's always a level of excitement to it, you know? Yeah. So I dig it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like this oh, was a really good one. And, and I say that because it's always good. You're always so informative and thorough and I love oh, it. Thanks. But this was like an exciting one because I feel like we all have our work ahead of us. Yes. But again... Like, as long as you're cautiously optimistic and you're doing the work, you'll be good. Always. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's true. That's so. very true. So thank you so much. Um, oh, thanks for having me. Always. We love you. Always. You, we love you. You are always, that, always welcome oh, I here. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> so I don't know who everyone has for their shout outs, but I have a shout out I want to make. And it's kind of to everybody. So recently... Um, one of my dogs injured his knee and he tore his yes. he tore a ligament in his knee and it was just hard even getting a diagnosis for it because he's a very stoic dog when it comes to pain so i was noticing for like a solid month that he was limping but it was such a faint limp that i kind of just thought i was crazy and oh. then he actually had a little bit more of a pronounced limp so uh, you know, we took him to the vet to go get it checked out. And of course, the second he gets to the vet, he stops limping and you know, they're manipulating his leg and, you know, he's completely not responding to it. So they're like, there's nothing wrong. And then he gets home and he won't walk on the leg. And I'm like, are that's you kidding crazy. me? That's like a human, you know, when you would go, mm -hmm. you want to take the kid to the doctor and you're sick, sick, sick. And then all of a sudden they're fine. Yeah. You know, it's always the way it's well, always he did that three times. So three vet visits and x-rays later, <sighs> the, they're like, you know, fine. It was a new, new doctor. Well, it's a different doctor. We got a fresh set of eyes who finally was like, so I'm not seeing anything on this, but I believe you. And I have suspicions of what this may be. So, you know, he needs to see a specialist. Luckily I have one coming on Friday. So he did get diagnosed. He did have his surgery. Um, it's very expensive and it's a very long road to recovery ahead. And he's been a champion about it, but so is everyone else because having to just even take so long and so much money to diagnose it and then to have the surgery and everything else that comes with it um it's a very expensive adventure and then yeah. piling on top that like i have a baby on the way i was getting real nervous about all of it so i started a gofundme 
and it was beautifully received and actually very heartwarming. I think my pregnant hormones may have made me a little bit of like a sissy because I definitely had like an I love you man moment just seeing that outpour of support come in and even people that couldn't donate that just like you know reached out were like hey like I hope that your dog's okay. One person was a complete stranger that just saw that one of my friends had shared it and was just like my dog had two of those so if you have questions if you need emotional support like i'm here like it was just kind of really nice to see so much like love and humanity kind of pouring through for this dog and just for my situation so my shout out to everybody that donated that shared that reached out that sent him love like thank you guys thank you everyone it really means a lot oh that's That's awesome yeah I'm glad. How is he doing, by the way? Has Is he doing good? He's doing good. He, you know, so part of the recovery for this is like strict cage rest, which really oh. sucks. Um, and for the most part, he's such a good dog. So like, he's lucky because since he doesn't try and chew on his cast, he hasn't needed the collar of shame. So that's been good. Oh. Um, but when he feels better, he tries to get up and like limp around the house. Because for a minute, I just had him on his dog bed. I'm like, if you can just stay here. Like, you don't need to go in a kennel. Um, oh, but then I busted him a couple times walking around. So he was kenneled, but I set up um, a playpen of sorts made out of various oh. furniture pieces from around the house to kind of just trap him in there. So he's still enclosed, but technically not caged. So he's doing okay. Um, he also has lots of good medicine on board. So when you look oh. at his eyes, you can tell he's not fully in this dimension right now. How long does he have to be caged for? Uh, it's, it's going to be a process, but it's pretty strict cage rest the first week to two weeks. And then slowly he can start walking on it and exercising and doing things. Um, How the hell did he do it to begin with? Just on one of our walks. Like it just, I, I, you know, and he's pretty bow-legged, so that might've contributed to it. I don't know. Um, this isn't my first, um, rodeo with this. My previous dog waffle had both of his ACLs torn. Um, wow. but I remember when he tore his first one because I was there, he was running and playing and then all of a sudden oh. he like fell to the ground, like screaming. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Very traumatic moment. But so with Jed, like, he didn't make a noise, didn't, didn't tell anyone, Aww. like, don't mind me. So it, you know, we didn't know. And I'm like, no, I know he's limping, but it's just so faint. Like maybe I'm just crazy. Um, but he's, he's doing so good and he's being such a good little champion about it, you know? Aww. So, good boy. but yeah, I don't fully know when he did it or how, but you oh, know, he's wow. enjoying his little playpen and he's actually going to be very spoiled later this week. One of my really good friends that does <laughs> like pet, um, kind of like physical therapy yeah she has like massage therapy which sounds ridiculous but it's actually really wonderful sent me yeah, a message she's good. yeah she's gonna come and give him laser therapy and a massage so he's gonna absolutely love that oh he's gonna be in heaven mm-hmm. and that's gonna make his knee feel so good and he'll be getting his cast yeah. off soon so i'm sure that'll be nice too so i just wanted to say again just Thank you to everybody for your help, for your support, for your love, for my poor little bow-legged boy. Aww. Yay. Who, who are you guys shouting out today? Yeah, well, to your dog. All right. Shout out to Jedi. I like it. He likes yeah. it too. <laughs> That's my shout out, Jarrell. I, 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 I 
I, you know, want to do it through the Green Man family and, you know, like, it's at the store, you know, now, like, everyone will be great and supportive. And so, I uh, just celebrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure did. So, oh yeah happy birthday to green man 11 years happy birthday to the green yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah yes. <laughs> i love that cheers Our to call. another 11. it has you been know, wonderful a wonderful wild ride getting to be part oh, of that family oh. and get to call all you guys family it's been rad yes yes so well thank you everyone right. for listening uh, thank yes. you, Jarrell, for always bringing us such wonderful and eloquent insight onto the planet fuckery that we can look forward to. This month sounds kind of delightful. <laughs> we will see you guys again soon. And until then, Merry Meet. Merry Park. And, and Merry Meet Again. Meet Again.